0: What's up, Sam?
1: Hey, Nathan. What's up?
0: Not much. Uh, just hanging
1: out hanging out in Richmond. <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, incredible timing. The lawnmower that you previously referred to turned off as soon as we clapped our hands. That is wonderful news. Yeah, so listeners, you no longer have an annoying lawnmower in the background. <laughs> However,
0: you probably will have my annoying computer fan going on, so whatever.
1: I'm also eating uh, Chick-fil-A trying to be discreet about it i'm so hungry though but i just couldn't wait
0: Mm. yeah that's wonderful so um what do you got going on right now (laughs) not much what what are you Uh, working on right now
1: i'm super excited to have finally rolled out a camera review which i hadn't done in a since the leica q actually last year so i finally put up my review of the nikon d5 and nice you know It's being received. (laughs) I disabled all commenting on my review pages, actually, on my website. So We will get into that in a few. Commenting on the internet, yes, yes. But um, but yeah, so uh, I finally got that up. It's, you know, camera reviews, especially when it's the camera body, are incredibly hard. Because it's just, you either go all in with every single aspect of the camera body or you pick and choose certain things you want to talk about and if you want to pick and choose which i ended up doing it's hard to narrow down exactly what is the most interesting yeah um but you know it's it's such a crazy uh complicated thing to to talk about but yeah
0: yeah that's awesome uh yeah it's a good review I decided Everybody to keep it. it.
1: Even up till the day before I posted the review, I was thinking, man, eh, maybe I should send it back. But I decided to keep it. And uh, someone pointed out to me, actually, that one of the things Nikon explicitly marketed in their promotion of the camera was its enhanced and or, or better uh, handling of skin tones specifically, which... I kind of liked the skin tones and the colors I was getting anyway, but um, I was surprised to hear that, yeah, Nikon specifically was was hoping and targeting that as an improvement, and uh, I'd say they they nailed it for sure.
0: That's definitely something that I feel like a lot of my Canon friends kind of lord over me is like, or like, skin tones are better, and I'm like, well that's I mean, cool for you and everything I, yeah. I have no problem with my skin
1: tones thank you very much that's the thing 90 percent of getting good skin tone is like <laughs> the lighting it's not in, anything to do with the, the colors or whatever but certainly color i mean skin tone is a color and so that has some something to do with it but um yeah anyway i decided to keep it it's that's a great awesome. camera you know we don't have to go into too much detail you got to shoot with it for a little while i did at yeah, a wedding it's, but
0: it's a f- It's a very uh, fast camera, very tactile camera.
1: It's so fast. Oh, and one of the features I didn't even know existed when I showed you it. And I don't know. Did you read my review? Yeah. Okay. Did you pick up on the incredibly awesome auto-focus fine-tune? Oh, dude, yeah. It's amazing. It's it's crazy, actually. Yeah. Um, No more... Focus cards, no, nothing. You just literally open up live view. You point it at a, an object beyond, you know, a subject uh, in, in front of the lens. You hit tap to focus and then you just hold two buttons and it automatically calibrates it to what the mirror is seeing. And, and your lens is calibrated. And you do that three or four times just to make sure the average is, you know, that it's hitting a consistent average and that's it. Your lens is calibrated.
0: It's totally cool. Yeah, um,
1: and they, that, again, that kind of technology
0: is something that I've been excited You know, to see at some point from someone.
1: They've been rolling out that stuff painfully slow. Yeah. 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 But it's here. And i got to imagine in every future Nikon camera, it'll be a a feature. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a software thing as long as live view is a capability on the camera. so
0: Unless they decide to lock it out for any particular reason. Yeah, like because they don't feel like the camera is professional. You got enough. the D500. Yeah, you don't get that. Mm, we, did, we didn't build that one in. It's yeah. Like, what? You're not professional a box. enough
1: to need this on the D750.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, so, but you are keeping your D750. Yes, it's um, a secondary
1: camera for when I need to or want to get extreme angles really comfortably or shoot in just crazy contrasty high dynamic scenes cool um, yeah yeah and it's good to have a, a second body that doesn't have a grip uh be just a lightweight thing that's floating around in your bag or on your shoulder it's a lot better than having two giant d5 cameras all the time which i used to have with had uh, two d4s yeah. and two d4s and they were mm-hmm. just you know it's a lot of metal <laughs> Dude, yeah. I I notice like even
0: with even with 2 D750s on me after like an 8-hour day, I'm just like,
1: "Whoa, my back yeah.
0: is hurting." So, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's nice to have a, a lighter camera.
1: Yeah, totally agree. So, uh that's about it though. Just um anything new with you? It, it sounds like you've been doing a lot of traveling or at least being away from home.
0: Yeah, well, I in the last episode I was I was talking about how I was like out of town for like three straight weeks, which was way too long. But, um, yeah, I'm back in town. I've got, um, my first wedding in Richmond actually on Saturday, uh, which, should be pretty cool um, always nice to
1: have local. a lot of people ask me like oh you know you must really love doing destination weddings and i'm like yeah i mean they're amazing but i really <laughs> in terms of just excitement i get a lot more excited when i have a wedding that's like a 15 minute drive from me. oh yeah it's gonna <laughs> yeah. be it's
0: literally gonna be like 10 minutes away and i'm and it's all in one place uh, you get
1: like two or three hours of your whole life <sighs> back your whole day yes when you only have to go that far yeah
0: Yeah. Um, I'm really excited, um, for that. It's, I I also know, you know, I'm, I'm friends with the groom, um, from college. So he, uh, so there's going to be like a lot of, a lot of fun people at that wedding. So it
1: should be, should be, should be a grand old time. Nice. Yeah. My sister's getting married in like two weeks. Nice. (laughs) Hey, are you shooting that? No, okay. no, I'm in it. So gotcha. I might take some pictures and maybe like the guy's getting ready or some, something. But no, I'm not taking any of the photos. I'd probably prefer to be shooting it because I don't really know what to do at a wedding when I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I feel like half the, the th- point of being at a wedding as a guest, is you know, it's still kind of got the novelty factor that you can just like sit in and take it all in. It's like, yeah, I'm at a wedding. This is really cool. Right. But you know, I've been to 250 now, so mm-hmm. that doesn't exist. So I don't want to just be sitting there eating food. <laughs> I want to do something
0: else. I, I don't know. I I mean, yes, I I think I agree that like it is nice to uh, it, it or it is like frustrating to just like be a photographer or be like a a guest at a wedding and not really
1: know what to do. Yeah. It's going to be a little awkward for me, uh, to be able to sit back and enjoy everything. It'll be nice to be able to eat food the whole time without feeling guilty about, Oh my gosh. Eating food and not being on my feet, taking pictures. But now this is, this is
0: a, this is just a side note, but I, so I was at a shoot yesterday, uh, just like in a, a, a really boring like event shoot. Um, and, you know they had food there and everything and the client comes up to me and she's like she's like okay just you know do your thing you know shoot around or whatever like, oh and by the way like grab a plate you know <laughs> and <laughs> nice. i'm like you know in my head i'm like sure buddy you know because <laughs> there's it i just feel so awkward about like being the guy yeah. you know of course like i mean i guess i could wear anything i want to these things but i wear all black and I feel like that's the most appropriate. And so I don't want to be like the guy, you know, in all black with the cameras, like grabbing food in like full view of like you know the uh, who yeah. was it? Like the the new, the czar of like it was like the, I think it was like the New York. <laughs> so it, there was like,
1: a dignitary there. Or something no,
0: like? it was like the New York like healthcare czar or something like that. I don't know who it was, oh, but it was like okay. some you know some like I don't know. Intense, intense people they, you're and, there
1: looking like you're supposed to be taking pictures because you have cameras draped around you and you're wearing something different than everyone else yeah and, uh, and the, clearly you're making money to be there yet you're chowing down it's exactly and yeah. i i just i would i so of course i didn't need
0: anything while i was there. <laughs> like yeah. i just like you know and i was there for shooting for four hours i was like so hungry but like i you know and i i definitely could have and it would have been fine but
1: I wonder if it's just a polite still thing weird.
0: where it's just like, "Yeah, grab a grab a bite to eat." In the back of their head, they're like, "Don't
1: you dare eat
0: our food!" No, <laughs> they. they I think if they're offering, it means that the, it's like genuine. Yeah, um,
1: yeah. I, even it's my favorite thing in the world at a wedding to get a seat at a table with everyone else, but it does feel kind of awkward to. Uh, to be seated and like engage in conversation and see the bride and groom get up and like start saying hi to people yeah. and still just be eating. Like it's, it's oh, it feels so weird. I kind of like to, it's, it really feels good to be included like that. But I think I actually prefer like just grab my plate and go off to a, a back corner where nobody yeah. really notices. <laughs> yeah.
0: Something that I don't know, maybe <laughs> this is just like me and my weird head, but like when when I'm at like an event shoot or sometimes even when I'm at, you know, a wedding, I, I have this feeling like you're supposed to be there, but you're also supposed to be kind of invisible. And so the end result for me is I kind of feel like a ghost where like everybody's kind of walking around me. I'm like, you know, I just feel, I don't know. I just think it's kind of funny to like be, I don't know. I just feel weird. Like, yeah,
1: you know, everybody's secretly aware of you in the back of their head. (laughs) Yeah. The photographer, we're not going to address the photographer, but that's, we know, we all know where he is.
0: Right. But it's funny too to be able to walk anywhere, like sit down, like in the middle of like the aisle if I want to. Yeah. And nobody says anything. Yeah. Like, Oh, that's kind of funny. It.
1: The funniest thing to me is like in almost every other uh social aspect of existence mm-hmm. if you walked into a space and just started photographing random people's kids yeah. <laughs> <without> <laughs> talking to the parents at all mm-hmm. like surely you would you would have some confrontation and, and it'd be be problem but a wedding is like this space where you can photograph not just kids but anybody doing anything and it's sure. like well you know that's that's what he does it's just this weird social understanding it's like thankfully i mean i don't know. I photograph the heck out of kids because they tend to be the most interesting subject. And in my mind, I try and project every adult that I see as just being a giant kid (laughs) because it makes it easier for me to photograph them without feeling self-conscious. That's true. And, uh, you know, I just always thought that was funny. Within a minute of walking into a space, I can start photographing this like kids, this parents, baby doing something cute. And it's mm-hmm. not like this like weird, what are you doing? Like <laughs> it's not yeah. photographing my kid, you know, it's going <laughs> like, Oh yeah. Send me a copy. You know? Exactly. It's like, isn't my kid so cute. And you're like, try to yeah, do that I'll at the mall like... or something.
0: That, I don't know. No. We, weddings are just weird. I think that's my point. And being yeah. a photographer, being a, being a photographer is weird because is. you're kind of a ghostly a ghostly sage that <laughs> that walks <laughs> like around
1: so really you should be wearing all white i should be all wearing
0: black. all white yeah that I should, would be andrew wk mm-hmm. white mm-hmm. jeans white white tennis shoes white t-shirt two cameras
1: <laughs> Should oh dude spray paint our cameras white yeah, what the heck? Then you should pull an apple move and just start making everything white instead of black, and suddenly it's...
0: Yeah, it's, what's the deal with black anyway? New. I mean, like, why, why does everything have to be this dark, sad... I'm sure it's, like, the cheapest thing to, to paint something. Speaking uh, of dark and drab, next week we're going to have an episode on Batman v Superman. Um, yeah.
1: The indeed. saddest
0: and darkest and most <laughs> saddest sad
1: movie of ever sad, I didn't think it was very sad. I thought oh, it was so sad. disappointing. I was sad in the well. Whatever we can we'll, get, we'll get, we'll, get the... we'll get thoroughly
0: into that later. But um, today we wanted to talk a little bit about um, the internet and how it can be a wonderful tool to <laughs> showcase your work and interact with other photographers, and how it can also be identity evil. Yes. And uh, a den of a den of thieves.
1: A den of thieves. Okay, nice. Um, yes. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, As, your thoughts. Sam. I'm I'm thankful every day that we don't have any big YouTube presence. I feel like that was the first. Um, avenue of the internet that the comment section and the way that people interacted yes. and talk to one another really started to uh, bottom out or I don't know the, the right Head word for downhill. it but I think everyone's aware of YouTube being this place where uh, YouTube comments are just kind of like the filth of the internet you know the sewers of the internet and um, <laughs> it truly is. I wonder if there was anything before YouTube but I'm thankful every day that we have a platform like podcasting where it's literally impossible right now for people to to do anything unless they message us directly. Yeah. Um but yeah, I uh, I kind of thought it'd be an interesting discussion because we did have somebody uh message and set up for us a uh, a subreddit for specifically for the podcast uh that yep. we are recording. Um each episode has its own uh, thread, and uh, basically, we're inviting people to come and, and comment on, on what we discuss and what they think about it, or you know, for, for, for better or for worse.
0: Yeah, thanks um, to um, user uh, you friend A- A- Andrew Franchoisia or whatever. Okay. You, <laughs> yes. um, thanks for setting that up for us.
1: Yeah, oh, very kind. Cool. Uh, we were kind of at a crossroads. Or, I guess, and didn't... setting that up for everyone, not us. For everyone, right, yeah. We are moderators, uh, so we have some control. But uh, yeah, we were, I think, still kind of at a crossroads about what to do to try and get other people <clears throat> involved in our discussion, where you know, YouTube has comments on by default, podcasts don't really have anything attached to the way that people listen through the podcasting app or whatever. By the way, uh, in case people aren't using it, my favorite podcast app is Overcast. It's a free app in the app store and it manages podcast subscriptions and what you've listened to and playlists and all that way better than anything else out there. So if you've never tried it, use, use Overcast. But no matter what app you're using or what way you're listening, there's no way to interact with the content via commenting so we set up or had set up this reddit and uh yeah. yeah are you excited what do you think do you think we're opening a can of worms do you think Definitely. commenting on the internet is a valuable thing worth having or is it mostly just people arguing their own side and never having their decisions uh changed or their their opinions change
0: well as a person who you know, is, you know, is on Reddit, um, for you like are. all kinds okay. of things. Are you um,
1: active? Like a, a weekly daily user? Or? I don't
0: know. I, you know, I've got a few Reddits that I, that I frequent. Um, really? okay. but I, but I, you know, I, th- I think that generally speaking, Reddit, Reddit can be a very good thing. It can also be a very negative thing in the wrong circumstances, but you know, given the right moderators and, uh, and, and, you know, and people that have a good head on their shoulders, um, it can be fine. Um, and, and mm-hmm. I, I, I'm definitely excited to hopefully see, uh, some, you know, some discussion regarding what people either agree with or don't about what we have to say or, um, you know, or just generally kind of having a conversation about what we're having a conversation about, um, yeah. because, the other thing that's really great is that we'll be able to see that, and we'll be able to—I um, don't know—we'll be able to bounce off of that, um, engage with you guys, hopefully in a in a wonderfully nice and and
1: yeah, yeah,
0: totally uh, <clears throat> a, a nice manner with you guys. Um,
1: One of the things that commenting enables is is an actual community to start being stitched together and, and formed yeah. in an internet space, which um, which is great because it, it becomes a two way platform instead of just us speaking to people all the time but uh yeah that's interesting you're way ahead of me on Re- reddit in particular i've never really been a part of because it seemed to always have this it's a bunch of dudes that yeah. just talk about dude stuff all the time and it's usually and, and that is
0: partially true <laughs> yeah. um that is definitely true right. especially on certain certain subs i
1: wonder why that is i wonder if there's a something you can point to that says like why? Why aren't there more women or, I don't or know. you know, involved? Hmm.
0: I don't know. I have pl- I could speculate wildly,
1: and I will probably get you know attacked. Viciously so that's one online. thing I'm hoping enable- opening this this platform doesn't do is is filter us too much from mm-hmm. from things that we would otherwise normally have an honest discussion about. Right? I sure. think that having comments on the internet um, anywhere tends to. Uh, Start to get people to second guess, which is actually probably a good thing up to a point. You know what they actually want to put out there. Right. Um, Well,
0: it gives it gives anyone a platform to anonymously say their opinion about something.
1: Which, however, I would say I don't know about YouTube or Reddit, but uh, almost any other form of commenting uh, is almost, in my experience, rarely ever anonymous. Sure, but
0: you. Yes, but you also have a profile. You have a name that is, you know, on online. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not Damn. the person Nathan Mitchell talking to you physically. I am, I am like Nathan dot Mitchell, an
1: idea dot Dragonslayer <laughs> yeah. or whatever. I don't know, just nice. Um, and your usernames are always so interesting. Mine, it's like. It has a bunch of numbers after three zero zero four zero three. Well, <laughs>
0: I was. Well, that's the funny thing too. Actually, this is a, a good opportunity for me to also say that I have a new Instagram account because uh, my wife told me that Darth Nathan isn't professional be. enough. I love Darth Nathan. I did too, but People she was know like, exactly what that means. She was like, Nathan, you really need to have a more professional one, and also you need <laughs> to just post professional pictures and nothing else, not you eating hamburgers.
1: And so I was like, okay. <laughs>
0: so so she's she instagram, helped me out with that, which is yeah. awesome so instagram. instagram has
1: morphed into a professional photo sharing platform more so than the latte hamburger eating stuff that's yes. all for snapchat now i'm just waiting for snapchat to, to morph into the professional oh and it, it will it 100% will i guarantee Are you, you on
0: snapchat no i'm not
1: i okay well i'm gonna use this as an opportunity to put my snap because i just jumped on the snapchat a couple weeks ago <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, somebody said something that made it click in my head, why it's actually worth doing. He said, they, it was what I was speaking at a conference and, uh, they had a specific guy running the Snapchat for the conference and he would go up to like random attendees and the speakers and like ask quick little like 10 second things. Like, how are you feeling? Like, are you ready to go up on stage? And it would all edit in this and it's stitched together for this story in a way that literally made it feel like a TV show. Like you're watching And I was like, yeah, man, Snapchat is is just a bunch of quick edits. The longest video clip you can take is like 10 seconds. So inherently it just becomes this edited TV, this video experience that's actually got cuts and, and has some editing to it. That makes it feel like a TV show. I mean, not that it has to be a TV show for your life, but I was like, okay, actually that kind of makes sense to me now. Um, why people like it. Not that everybody I follow on Snapchat is interesting most of the time. It's just people's kids, and it's just like, I don't care about your kid sliding down a slide. He's super cute. I don't need to see this more than once in my life. Um, You know, it's – but um, what was I – I don't remember. Oh, my Snapchat is Sam Hurd, S-A-M-H-U-R-D-D. Oh, I had to add a D because somebody already took my name. (laughs) Could it possibly be the football player, Sam Hurd? So the reason I got into Snapchat to begin with was that I was getting random hate messages from a girl, a girl and a high school girl, uh, saying, like, why aren't you talking to me? Why aren't, you, why aren't you responding to me? I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. This was on iMessage, actually. Okay. And she was emailing samhurd at gmail.com, I, one of my emails, uh, with one D. And uh, I was like, I don't know who you are. Who are you? She's like, oh, come on, blah, blah, blah. blah." And she was talking to another guy in the UK with the name (laughs) Sam Hurd. And he made a Snapchat account with Sam at gmail.com. I guess he forgot his extra D or something when he was setting it up. So I was able to log into Snapchat using his username because I could reset the password to my email. Oh, my uh, gosh. I got this rude, I, I guess rude is the best word, introduction to Snapchat that I did not enjoy and thought was clearly just for kids that were trying to um, to be kids and uh, it didn't have much utility in my life. And anyway, so I kept his username. I never gave back to him. I never talked to that guy directly. Hopefully he figured out that he used my email address. So there's another Sam Heard that's actively out there on the internet trying to uh, use his name for stuff, which, you know, is upsetting to me, but...
0: Ah uh, well,
1: uh, you know, whatever, man, that's <laughs> so look me up on Snapchat, Sam heard two D's and, uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll be there for a lot of things that aren't professional, right? That's kind of, what's fun about it is you can put stuff up without having to think about, is this like good enough for my brand? Right. Is this a professional photo? It's like, no, this is just how I'm packing my bag today. For I a like trip.
0: that actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that a lot. It's um, not as mentally I'll take a look
1: at it I'm, taxing I'm as sense. I thought. Yeah, and, and the other thing is just the app itself is kind of confusing until you figure out it's sort of like a grid that you swipe up and down around to get to different elements of it, and then it just clicks and it's fine and it's really easy to to use. But cool, um, you know, I'm migrating to Snapchat. I guess we'll see what happens to my Instagram. Nice, <laughs> but I'm glad you are using a professional. What's your professional Instagram name?
0: It's uh, it's Instagram slash Nathan Mitchell Photography. That's it. Huh? So Nathan. it keeps it keeps it simple. You know, I've got a lot of Simply response, spell so. Mitchell.
1: No one really knows how to spell that. That,
0: that is easily. ridiculous. <laughs> M so I T C H E L L. You grew up.
1: It took me a long time to, to Is it?
0: C-H-E-L-L? I think you were spelling it Michelle for a while. <laughs> yeah, I think I was. So we also wanted to get into a a little bit of a conversation about like what is and this is kind of a little bit our opinion. Uh, but also I feel like it encapsulates a lot of other people's opinions of, you know, what, um, what's appropriate, um, and what's not appropriate to comment, to post, um, that's, you know, to, to, in terms of text to comment or in terms of, of photos to post, uh, on websites, on the internet, uh, in general.
1: Yeah. I it's something I is my especially my Facebook page has grown and grown and grown over the years. I it's become almost a daily thing where um I just ban people. Just ban them. The smallest thing that is offensive or um potentially hurtful, I just ban them. I don't I don't try and engage at all. Whereas I used to because it wasn't as regular an occurrence. Right. Um I used to try and be like, you know, what is going on here? Um why are you saying this uh, now? I just banned them. No questions asked. Or if it's somebody who's like, man, maybe they could use some explanation. Uh, I'll message them and let them know why. But the biggest thing that I've found in the Facebook arena on my business page is that people, um, comment on a, a photo in a way that might be hurtful or plant ideas that wouldn't previously have been there in my client's heads about a photo right, right? if they they'll oftentimes it's not the people in the shot that they're critiquing it's like the picture has too much blur the angle is too extreme or whatever um and that's fine i like sure people to have space to critique something but as clients have referred to Facebook as their first and almost primary experience uh, for 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 you know, seeing their pictures and sharing them with friends and family, um, the less I think that it's appropriate to now use that as a way to to talk to your favorite photographers and give them feedback constructive or, or not, because my clients see those images. My clients see those comments and they can I don't want them to see an image that they paid. for, I mean, sort of, you know what I mean, Uh, to... And then suddenly say, oh, maybe it is too blurry, right? Like, why? I want them to see, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. You guys look great. We love this photo. Like, this is great. And, uh, you know, I, literally it's become a daily occurrence now where I just have to straight up ban people. And uh, I think a lot of times I, mean, I, I also my first experiencing with getting uh, pushback and, and like people saying I was too sensitive or getting hate mail from this kind of stuff thing was when i did these these epic portraits the epic portrait series that i started um especially because there's such famous individuals to begin with they have their own inherent followings and specifically like ron paul the picture that i did of him i got so and still do get so much hate mail from people saying that it's like an unflattering photo and it's not good and and blah 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 and like it was a missed opportunity for us to have um an image that we can use to promote Ron Paul and all this stuff. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? Man, also is...
0: who paid for that image? Right.
1: Uh, I don't think anybody paid for that. I'm pretty sure you did that on your own, right? Indeed. Yes. Yes, of course. And if it's the client themselves leaving that comment, then that's perhaps a completely different sure, set of circumstances. Uh, but like, I, you know, I think a lot of people think the internet is a place that has infinitely mm, unconstrained free speech, right? And I yeah. honestly believe that. No, you don't. And unfortunately, when people feel cut off or blocked or banned or whatever, um, or controlled in what their opinions are, they get even more angry. And so it becomes even, oh, absolutely. even yeah. more of a shitshow. Um, but thankfully, most of the time when I tell people, like, listen, my clients are seeing this. Somehow they had never thought about that. I guess they had never realized, like, oh, yeah, that's probably not a great thing for them to read. But most of the time when that's the case, they apologize and they say, oh, my gosh, yeah, I didn't think about that. I don't know why they didn't think about that. Right. um, Yeah. So it becomes a little bit, especially in, like, the Facebook business page section of my online presence it's yeah i mean it's a lot of everybody saying how much they love something and i guess a lot of people looking at that externally might say like well this is just pointless like Sam just gets positive comments all the time, and those are the only ones that he leaves. But that's because it's now a platform for me to share pictures that my clients are then going to share, and I only want to reinforce positivity with that. There's no reason to do anything else. I can understand in my mind, that, mind, right? But now I've lost the ability to have any constructive, cool conversations about someone's differing opinion or, um, you know, constructive feedback for me. D- Unless because they message there's so me. much nobody messaging me directly ever. That's not something that I mean, they, they send me hate <laughs> stuff, but they don't they don't send me constructive things uh, directly ever. Right. Um, which is kind of unfortunate. Uh, now, yeah. if
0: if the if the comments were constructive uh, on, you know, or if there are constructive criticisms, is that something you allow oh, in the comments?
1: Would you want? Anybody to have any any criticism at all on a photo that you know your client is going to see? Like, no.
0: I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Because I I would definitely, I definitely would welcome it uh, privately, for sure. That's what I'm Um, saying.
1: But that's just not something that's in, like, the DNA of the internet. That's true. I don't think I've ever had somebody say, hey, you know, gosh, that seemed like a little bit too much blur, Sam, directly via Messenger instead of, like, just posting it there for all to see. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's... It's interesting, and it, it, I've always thought. It, I, I remember seeing another photographer deal with this on directly his website blog, where he expressed an opinion about something, and then it was just like crazy. Everybody was against him on his own website, and then he got criticized for for him curating and moderating and getting rid of people's uh, comments on his own website. And at the end of the day, he said, you "No, know, this is." This is my safe space. This is my space on the internet that I control. This is my storefront. This is my business. Um, This is totally reasonable within my... You know, moral uh, rights. And I, this is fine for me. Like, I feel like I should be able to do that. Yeah. But again, you, you just kind of feel the fire then where people start to feel like you're controlling what they have to say and that that's wrong. Right. Um, but, but
0: if, again, if it's something that you control, if it's your own website or your own Facebook page um, or your own Facebook business page or something like that, that to me makes perfect sense that you would, you would want to curate what's on there um, because it is <laughs> under your control. And if, if something is up there that's negative, it's perceived that you're allowing that you are, I I think that it's, you'd be justified as a viewer, you know, as a, as a viewer of that website being like, Oh, this guy must, must believe that, you know, in some way his like photo, this photo sucks or like, (laughs) you know, I, I, I don't know. I just, I would, I would definitely be like, Oh, there's negative, like, well, imagine if you put like a negative review, like on your own website,
1: um, yeah. you know, that's ridiculous yeah, uh, of insane. course it's a right. ridiculous
0: thought now seeing a seeing a negative review or a constructive criticism on some anonymous uh site or even you know reddit or something like that uh that you know that's not necessarily under your jurisdiction and so you know you don't ha- it, it th- that you don't necessarily have control over so you know
1: they can yeah, post and, away
0: on whatever they want, but and, if, if they're yeah. posting on your personal space, that's a that's an issue that you are allowed to to nuke, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: But with anything on the internet, there are always, I think, gray areas where it's, it's not quite public. It's maybe not a section of the f- of Facebook or uh, you know whatever. Uh, Reddit, that everybody has access to, but maybe a large group of people have access to, 300, 400, 5,000. So it's not totally public-facing, but it's it's not totally one-to-one either. And that's where I think it gets incredibly interesting to think about what – what should and shouldn't be allowed or, or what kind of discussion should be controlled, right? And generally with Facebook groups specifically, there are people that are the admins or the moderators of the group. And I really wonder what their role is, I guess, or what should... How do you define like how much is is too much in the way of like having a toxic bad conversation versus something that uh, positive? And so maybe I should ask: Have you ever been in a back and forth with somebody on the internet about an issue Absolutely. where you just like completely disagree with this? And all it, I'm all sh- the time. Yeah, all the time. Okay.
0: And have you ever? Like I said, I I, I am you know I'm on Reddit, you're so on like Reddit. that that nobody how agrees often, with each
1: other on. Reddit. How often, if ever, have you seen any? anything get resolved uh, or, or the person be convinced of the other person's point of view is that it happens. It It happens. happens.
0: It absolutely happens. It's, Uh, it happens when both parties take a step back for like a second and realize that they're (laughs) acting like children. And then, and, and they come, they say, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're fine. Like you, I, I see where you're going with this. I don't really agree, but like you're entitled yeah. to that opinion.
1: One I, of the I, biggest things oh. I'm glad to hear, I'm sure I've even seen it happen, but in my mind, I'm just like, nope, never seen it happen. It, it always, people just get ingrained in their own perspective even more. And unfortunately for me, I think what ends up happening in the few times that I have like expressed a very direct opinion that's upset somebody, um, I don't have literally the, the English capable like, words to properly express myself in the way that I want. That's concise. And what I'm intending comes across 100% to the other person. I'm, uh, as most people probably are, much more capable of doing that using my words than sure. I am typing my words. And it's a very different thing where you read everybody else's comments in your own voice in the way that you think they're saying it which I'm betting nine times out of 10, if you talk to the person directly would be different, right? They're going right. to be saying it differently. What's that? It's a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> I can't control. Um, so <laughs> I'll try and edit that out. Sorry guys and, and girls.
0: That's all good. So uh, this isn't an internet comment, but I thought, but something that was kind of funny that I just think I should mention is that one day I was driving, um, and I was like, I was like turning right, and this onto like into the right lane, and there was somebody else coming really fast from the left lane. A Maryland so, driver? Yes, it was a Maryland driver. <laughs> uh, no, I don't believe I, you. it. It w- absolutely was a Maryland driver. But <laughs> okay. it, it resolves weirdly. So the so I'm so as the dude's coming in the left lane, I start my turn to go into the right lane. And he like honks at me and he rolls down his window. And as he's passing by, he's like, what are you thinking or whatever? And, I, and so I yell uh, out the window. I'm like, I'm like, whatever. I can do what I want or something like that. Okay. So then we, and as soon as we pull, as soon as I pulled out into the right lane, I realized there was a stoplight coming up and I would have to, si- I'd oh. have to sit right next to this guy. <laughs> and I was pissed because I was like, I was like, I'm not going to, you know, I wasn't going to hit this guy. So this, so I pull up like a little bit. A little bit farther ahead and the, So you don't have to make eye contact yeah. And so guys. the dude like pulls up next to me And he's like And it's just like some guy He looks like a dad or whatever And he's like He's like look I was just thinking That you are gonna like You were gonna swerve into my lane And I was like I wasn't gonna do that I was just pulling into the right lane And he was like Well I didn't really realize that And I, <laughs> and I was like and I was like, I know I I should have been you know maybe I should have let you go or whatever. He was like he was like yeah you know and then the hot headedness you know c- comes it's in. Interesting. And, That's interesting. And I was so like, f- what is happening? And so I was it's- like, dude, have a great day. And so he like <laughs> pieces out, and I, I was just like, whoa, did that really happen? Like, I just got into like a yelling match with like this car, this other car, and it ended up being like really nice. Dude, I feel like I made it, a friend.
1: I think driving is is a perfect perfectly similar to what happens on the internet absolutely like, it's this shield of anonymity absolutely. that kind of gets <laughs> anonymity, an, an-, an- anonymity a- anemone anemone <laughs> that got, uh, uh, a shield anemone but what's really funny is that perfectly normal reasonable people turn into raging bulls of like the the crazy um some totally out of the normal up personality anger or something right? I don't know but i wonder why having this uh, shield enables that like makes people feel like they can or want to like engage in this like really negative uh tone sometimes um but i will say i recently went through this like i there was something i came across in a group on on uh, facebook that sparked me raging bull out of nowhere and it was just something i'd seen time and time again on other groups and it was just this really poorly decided uh, to be posted picture of somebody they were asking an opinion on and and people were just like objectifying and and and, and doing Voting. really yeah. in my opinion totally unprofessional things with this photo of the stranger that I was just like, this needs to be off the fucking internet. Like, this, you're stupid. You're all idiots. This needs to be gone. <laughs> and of course, that unleashed a complete, because this is like a semi private group of three, 300 people or so. The vacuuming's getting louder. <laughs> you can just picture the vacuum as my, as my blood pressure boiling as I continue <laughs> to tell the story more and more and get angry yet again. Uh, okay, now we can relax. But really mm-hmm. it was like this thing that I clearly felt I was one hundred percent justified in, in reacting to, and I still do, but whatever. Um and then <laughs> and then the shit show ensued of, of people going back and forth about who's right, who's wrong and um, you know, everybody is Discussions funnier than everybody else. My my big frustration is when, you know, everybody is funnier than everybody else and it's just someone drops a joke to be to lighten the situation and make it like more comfortable but in reality in my opinion as somebody who's trying to have a serious discussion on some level that brings it back two steps where it's like well you're just joking about it so you know f you like get out like i'm done right, right. and then um you know it's really hard and i and i imagine being a moderator of groups like that it's really tricky when things do get heated to to know where to draw the line and like how to how to manage that so it doesn't turn into like just hateful, sure, you know, horrible stuff. And but-
0: the key to I I just feel like again I have been a part of I've been a part of a, a particular subreddit that is very, it just seems to be very understanding over overall, and it,
1: that's unusual. It, it is. That's great. <laughs> it is.
0: It's well, what it is, is, and the reason is is that it's a lot of people who understand the other person's perspective or who who think logically about the other person's perspective. Mm -hmm. And when you do that on the internet, you circumvent this, this, like, um, this, this, the shield that, you know, that you, this wall that you put up, um, that shield, you know, when you, you, when you get online and you see something you don't like, you have the ability because nobody can physically get to you. To say whatever you want about it. Right. And on, the, on the internet? On the internet. Distance does not exist. No, There's it no. doesn't. And that's <laughs> yeah. the beauty of the internet is like the fact that any, the world is totally flat. Like the world yeah. is flat because of the internet and that's fine. Um, but what happens is, is, in order to get around the vitriol and the, and the stupidness, that may even, you know, dwell, you know, inside you, the way to, you know, the way to do it is to to you, Sam, not me, Uh, just kidding, Um, is to just understand, you know, or or just take a step back and understand, um, you know, what the other person's perspective is and um, just to keep a good head on your shoulders and understand that like, People are gonna have different opinions from you, and that does, that shouldn't stop you from starting a debate about something. But it should it should make you think twice about being mean about it. Um, oh,
1: absolutely! Or being funny about it. Or that's, being funny that's about it. That's the one that It I should I get, encourage because you because it's impossible for you to. To formulate, like, uh, what is this person's actual opinion if they're just using jokes yes. as, as a defense mechanism? Because it's yes. like, uh, how much of this is a joke and how much of it is actually your opinion? And you're actually a douchebag. Right? <laughs> like, I can't tell because you're just using this veil of jokery. That's really what I feel like is the the, the more dangerous thing, not just anger, but just when people t- uh, interject everything with a with a joke or sarcasm. Right. Which is really hard to pick up on sometimes, uh, especially if somebody starts an argument being sarcastic and then decides they want to be serious it's you're still oftentimes stuck reading in the sarcastic tone that they started with and you don't necessarily pick up on when they're actually trying to be serious or
0: uh yeah it can lead to further misunderstanding
1: oh that's and that's the thing that i see i feel nine times out of ten where you're discussing with somebody based on Based, you're discussing the misunderstanding. You're not discussing the actual argument that's that it started with. <laughs> like, right. You don't, um, and so it, nothing is ever resolved. Unfortunately, a lot of times. And yep. so, the value of commenting on the internet, I think, a lot of it is just lost, and and people's. Um, Uh, I don't want to say egos, but just inability to, to have a, you know, but it's funny though, in this particular circumstance, I ended up reaching out directly to the guy that, uh, or person um, that posted the, um, the original, like the opening of the thread and, uh, instantly in two comments back and forth we resolved everything that that's awesome was you know problematic with us uh, or, or the whole situation and we started talking about music and he came from like a recording background it was, it was fantastic like he's he's a great person and that's what's also hilarious to me you step out of that car you, you roll down your window yep. and talk for a second it's like oh you're just a really pleasant person that almost you know that flipped me the bird and like <laughs> tried to make me wreck my car yeah. 20 seconds ago that's what's so funny and bizarre about the whole thing to me but
0: Uh, It is, it's, it's really, it was really funny. And I just like, I was like, Abby, like the weirdest thing happened. I like made a friend after like being like, you
1: know, after almost getting into a car
0: accident. It was just weird. Um,
1: (laughs) Well, and that's what's I think really cool is if you can like cross the hump, get through the hurdle of having your disagreement and come out on the other end friendly, I think that you tend to be, more understanding from then on and have a closer relationship with that person from then on than just letting it go into the ether of the internet and just, and never having it resolved, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, when you, in any relationship that you have, but the more you fight with somebody and the more you actually resolve your issues, the closer you get to that person. I think ultimately, um, obviously it's a problem if you fight every day and it's like this recurring toxic situation. But, um, when it's done, uh, when appropriate, I, I, anyway. Well, I, I and, and, and again, really I, I just
0: have to, you know, bring this up. the 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 old the old quote from the Matrix Two: "You cannot truly <laughs> know someone until you fight them." Oh so, wow! Okay, mm. and it's true.
1: The classic cinematic it's a cornerstones. Classic, of absolutely. I, yeah. Mm.
0: Which I still maintain yeah. is a decent movie on its own, but like as a Matrix no. movie, it's stupid.
1: Yeah, I don't know what happened there. It felt like a completely different director. It was. Yeah, I mean, it it, it wasn't though.
0: By was the way, it? I after after finding out that V for Vendetta was not actually directed by the Wachowski brothers, it was just produced by them. I realized that the Matrix was a one hit wonder. Oh, absolutely. The speed Speed Racer actually, I, I thought was pretty good. Um, what? Yeah, I don't know. I was just one of those people Wait, that thought. Did
1: Abrams produce that, or he did he write it? He, Abrams had a uh,
0: maybe. Yeah, I mean, it? I know was you know speed racers, uh, an old thing, but um, he's been writing since the 90, early nineties. Anyway, the yeah. main thing is that the Wachowski brothers, and, and this was all oh, by the way. After Jupiter Ascending, which is one of the most atrocious movies I've ever seen. (laughs) Um, I'm ashamed
1: to say I bought it on my Apple TV. I was like, I need a new space movie. I'm trying to think. I don't think I ever watched it all the way through, not once. Oh, really? Oh, it's so,
0: it is something to behold. Okay. And the thing is, well, my question to you is as a preface to next week, um, what do you think is worse, Jupiter Ascending or Batman v Superman?
1: Jupiter Ascending. uh, Batman and Superman already has his leg up which is why these movies are so profitable anyway because people already love one one or both of the characters you don't have to do anything to win over not after this movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't know But, uh, so one other thing uh, that I was wondering is, is, um, do you have any, uh, private groups that, you know, secret groups that Facebook calls them that you, uh, would put something on that you feel, okay, this is no longer the internet. This is a trusted space that I can have complete, um, uh, faith in that, that it's never going to leave this space. Right.
0: I don't think that that is a wise mentality to have at all. Um, yeah, I, I think agree. I think that anything that you post on the internet uh, is honestly I, I don't I don't believe that anything that you post on the internet is should be fair game, but I believe that it is fair game. Yeah. Um, un, as unfortunate as that is, n- you know, as soon as some like a photo of you is on the internet, on Facebook, whatever. Like, sorry, but again, the world is flat. Like anybody can just grab that photo and do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Like yeah, the time I, when really... you put the um, New Zealand photos up and I just like <laughs> photoshopped like hobbits and stuff on them.
1: That was incredible. I thank you for those. We should link to those in the show notes, uh, which I will do along with the the new uh, subreddit link. It's, you can find it actually at epicpodcast.com. That'll go straight to the subreddit site mm-hmm. from now on, but That's I'll awesome. link to it in the show notes along with your amazingly... And I yeah, that was the last thing I ever thought was going to happen with them. And those are actually some of my favorite memories now to have. But unfortunately, I think nine times out of 10, Photoshopping... When, when given to the hands of the internet, it's,
0: uh, it gets bad. <laughs>
1: it gets pretty bad.
0: Um, pretty and fast. you know, you could, you know, I'm sure, I wonder if like somewhere out there, there's like a, there's like a meme of like Nathan Mitchell, like, I don't know, running around on Mexican independence day with like, just in my boxers or something from college.
1: Yeah. Not that right. that happened. Well, especially if you're in your boxers, right?
0: Well, the, and, I mean, I just generally speaking, like, You just have to be careful what you post on the internet. And you have to, I mean, and that's, again, that's the beauty of the internet is you can, anybody can put anything they want on the internet, whether it belongs to you or not. And that's the reality of the situation as well. Yeah. Um, And you just got to be careful what you do. And
1: Um, especially when you're, if you can't control the audience. Yes. Yeah. Only so much. And, um, and especially when you're in a, uh, job or profession that kind of um, basically requires you to be active on the internet, you should kind of always try and have as professional a, uh, um, demeanors as, as humanly possible. Right? Yeah. And which, you know, I admit I, I am not always for sure. Um, but. And it, I'm almost never. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Darth Nathan. <laughs> exactly. Uh, unless, unless you want to be, right uh, a douchebag and and have that be your professional angle you know I'm right sure or clients that, that's all they want to hire or.
0: yeah and i and i like you know i i don't you know i like not being 100 percent professional and maybe that yeah, maybe yeah that's, exactly maybe that's bad for my business i don't know no. but, uh, <laughs> but i i you know i enjoy like connecting with people in a slightly more real
1: way and Well, yeah, when done right up to a point, it just makes you feel and come across as as easygoing and relatable, right? It doesn't all have to be Um, Nathan Mitchell. Here's my business cards. Nathan Mitchell Photography Yeah, me. Exactly.
0: By the way, how much uh, business have you ever gotten from a a business card?
1: Uh, (laughs) Zero. I think I've never gotten anybody. I don't carry business cards anymore. I've got a Mm -hmm. huge – they're really pretty to photograph and look at, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but I've never – to my knowledge, gotten work from, I, in my mind, I like having a little bit of a barrier and and making people kind of work to find me. Sure. Like if they really liked my approach on the wedding day and seemed like I was a cool person, like then they can take the time to ask the bride and groom who I am or write down my name when I tell them, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if they can't go that, if they can't take that one extra step, then
0: meh. You know. Yeah, then maybe, maybe they're not the type of client you want to have. You know? Yeah, maybe. But or maybe, uh, I don't know that not. that's
1: the best advice if you're starting from zero. <laughs> if you yeah. have zero clients. That's
0: true. Then that's true. Probably. It, when you're starting cards. out, just do your thing, man. Just get uh, out yeah. there. Um, so, key takeaways from today's <laughs> discussion <laughs> Have we ever done a sum up? I don't before? think so. Is- I, I yeah. kind of want to, though, because we kind of we danced around a lot. Um, be yeah. nice on the internet, nice. don't be stupid.
1: Um, well, I don't know. I mean, does that mean you shouldn't ever d- express your opinion if it's against the? Well, no, I mean, flow? I. I guess.
0: Okay, so this is not the summary then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I told you we could talk a long time about this. Yeah. I know. I guess the I guess the takeaway is try to understand that everybody else on the internet is a real person. And I think that that's probably
1: the main thing you need to think about. Yeah, I think when you read what someone else has written, you're reading it in a voice in your head that is almost assuredly different than than they would actually say it to you. Correct. <laughs> Correct.
0: Yeah. Uh, so understanding that perspective, you know, could could earn you a uh, Maryland driver car friend. Right. Yeah,
1: you guys can commute <laughs> together from now on.
0: Coffee um Tough. so uh, but yeah client
1: so what do you got going on uh this weekend oh man i have a wedding on saturday and then on sunday i leave for a wedding in orlando florida on monday and then tuesday i'm going to harry potter world in universal studios nice with nessa and then uh wednesday i fly back and then go down to my uh, sister's wedding in lynchburg virginia Nice. So you may you may hear some some stronger southern inflections and, and yalls in the next podcast. <laughs> nice. Uh, it's quite shockingly more southern down there, even though it's only like three and a half hours. But wait,
0: so you can't do band practice on Wednesday?
1: Oh no, I'm leaving Thursday for uh, Lynchburg. I get back Wednesday early afternoon. So nice. unless my flight's delayed, we can do practice. Okay. Yes.
0: Cool. Um, well, uh, I'll, I will think about Snapchat we'll see what happens
1: yeah if anybody uh, actually listens to this and follows me on Snapchat message me directly because I'm kind of curious to know what the uh... yeah ADD is kicking in sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're interested in hearing their opinion on something? No, I'm just interested in knowing that they
1: found me on oh, gotcha. Snapchat through the podcast. podcast gotcha. But really, uh, yeah, if you're on Reddit or even if you're not and you just want to have a way to communicate with us, don't email us. Uh, maybe Twitter is a good avenue, but I would highly recommend you just defer to theepicpodcast.com and post on the, the Reddit um, Yeah, Andrew
0: has done a really yeah. good job of um, setting up uh, different, uh,
1: each, yeah, each episode has its own common thread. Yeah,
0: has yeah. its own thing. And, you know, anybody, you know, can, I, I think, can anybody, uh like, create a thread on there? I'm not sure.
1: I doubt it, but maybe. Yeah, okay,
0: I, if so, yeah. feel free. If not, just comment away on each episode and feel free to tell us what you liked and didn't like. Yeah, I don't know. and
1: we'll definitely address them and do some, start to do some follow-up uh, on future episodes. So your voices will be heard as long as they're nice. Your voices will be Sam Heard. Oh, uh-huh. never heard that before. <laughs> All right. Well,
0: I got to go, but right. um, I'll hit you. you up later. See you. Bye.